I never had that issue because I didn't buy my Mach-E to drive as a performance vehicle. Right. I got it because I loved the design. It was an EV. It was something new. It really looked good. And so I drive it like I drove my Camry. So I wasn't out yeah. trying to race anyone with my Mach-E or anything like that. So I didn't have that issue. So from that perspective, it's been cool. This is Middle Tennessee Electric's Plugged In Podcast. This podcast focuses on the world of electric vehicles. It is for all EV enthusiasts, whether you are an early adopter and have been driving an EV for years, or you're just starting your research, this podcast is for you. Hi, I'm Brandon Wagner. And I'm Amy Byers, and we would like to welcome you to Middle Tennessee Electric's Plugged In Podcast. And today we have with us Robert White, who is MTE's Vice President of Community Relations and Member Service. Welcome, Robert. How you doing? So our last podcast, um, we did a little ride along with you mm-hmm. in your new Ford Mustang Mach-E. Mm-hmm. Now, that was recorded in August of 2021. Yeah. So you've had it a while. It's been over a year mm-hmm. um, that you've had it and been driving around with it. So tell us, are you still happy with your decision? And if you are still happy with the decision to join the EV family, are you still happy with your decision that you chose the mach Yes, I am. As a matter of fact, my mach her name is White Chocolate. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and, and I've enjoyed White Chocolate. I have, I've had her for over a year and a half almost, mm-hmm. so pretty much a year and a half. Yeah. I already have 44,000 miles. Wow. I have been all over the place with White Chocolate. I've enjoyed it. It's been a, a just a true joy. Of course, I'm an early adopter. It was the mm-hmm. first generation of the Mach-E's, and uh, yeah, I felt some of that pain, but I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, so speaking of that, I, mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add a question here for you. If you could do it all over again, mm-hmm. would you buy the first, you know, first, um, first edition of it, or would you... Wait a bit. <laughs> That's a great question because yeah. uh, I'm on this certain Maki form and, and mm-hmm. I get to hear about everything. Right. What's great, what's not going over great with the whole early adoption piece of it. But I will say I'm glad I did. Okay. And I'll tell you why. I've enjoyed it. For the way I drive my EV, it's worked out just fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the early pains were there. But in some ways, the 22 model year, and the 23 model year are missing a couple little software things that that I have because I was the first edition mm-hmm. when there wasn't supply chain issues. But since mm-hmm. then, they've had to take out a couple of things like the park assist and a few other things mm-hmm. that I still have uh, that I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Now, there are some things that they have fixed in model year 22 and model year 23 that I wish I hadn't gone through. But yeah. But I've driven it 44,000 miles of EV driving, and so I've really been enjoying it. I loved every minute of it. Yes, yes. (laughs) Yeah, Robert, you mentioned there was a few things you went through that they Mm -hmm. kind of fixed, I guess, in later models. Mm -hmm. Can you give us some examples of those and and just general 44,000 miles? I know that's, Mm -hmm. if I had an ICE vehicle going that long, I know there's quite a bit of of maintenance to do. What kind of maintenance have you had to experience? Okay, first of all, I'll say uh, from a perspective of things that they've done better. Uh, when Ford uh, introduced the Mach-E, one of the things that they bragged about a lot was their Blue Cruise technology, which is, I guess, their answer to GM's 
product, and of course Tesla's with their uh, you know self-driving. Okay. What it does, it allows you on designated highways and interstates to uh, to basically follow uh, lane markers hands-free. Mm-hmm. And so they promise that, and they install the soft with the hardware, the camera system that you need to do it in the first edition uh, Mach-E's, such as myself. But when they released it, it wasn't ready. So therefore, they kept promising, okay, we're going to get it to you by September 2021. September came, we still didn't have it. Oh, we're going to get it to you by December 2021. December 2021 came, we still didn't have it. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're going to roll it out first quarter 2022. You're going to have it. 2022 comes out, and it's not there. I get to May of 2022, and I take it in, and it took the service department. Now, I want to say... Uh, Murfreesboro, uh, Ford of Murfreesboro is an excellent place to mm-hmm. service your vehicle. So I will give them that plug. Mm-hmm. They were so patient. It took them five tries to get the blue cruise wow. working five tries. Now, what I will say is that Ford eventually improved and they actually started rolling out this update to blue cruise over the air, which is the ultimate really mm-hmm. like the Tesla model. That's what you sure. want to be able to do to do those OTA updates. They weren't able to do that with mine. Mm-hmm. So I had to go through that. And one of, they did have a major uh, um, situation with their uh, high voltage. Uh, there's a component that when folks who would buy GT models mm-hmm. would go really fast in short periods of time, it would basically fry this component up. Okay. Well, I never had that issue because I didn't buy my Mach-E to drive as a performance vehicle. Right. I got it because I loved the design. It was an EV. It was something new. It really looked good. And so I drive it like I drove my Camry. So I wasn't out trying to race anyone with my Mach-E or anything like that. So I didn't have that issue. So from that perspective, it's been cool. Just a few things there. From a maintenance perspective with 44,000 miles, I've had two tire rotations. Really? That's all. Two tire rotations. One at about 24,000 miles and again another right after 40,000 miles. I had tires rotated. That's all I've had to do as far as maintenance. So still original tires. Still original tires. That, that's one thing we've heard is that the cars are heavier and the yes. tires wear faster, but you're 44,000 you're still, how many miles do you think you still have on those? I think about, probably by about 50,000 miles, I'll, I'll plan to change, well, pretty much change the tires because I can sort of start tailing now. Mm-hmm. But uh, again, uh, the way I drive my car, uh, it, it's been no issue so far. Yeah. Uh, what about anything surprising, maybe positive or negative? I, I know, mm. I know you're you you immediately jumped in and, and you were taking it out of state and everything like that. So mm-hmm. speaking of early adopters, you were a fearless early adopter, but I'm I'm sure there were some things that sort of shocked you and surprised you. Yeah, uh, the things with EVs. I bought the EV, but I bought it in. North Carolina. Mm-hmm. So I jumped in the deep end right off. I had a six hour drive back home. So I took my first road trip the day I bought the vehicle. So you're right. I, I had no fear of road trips because I drove back six hours and I planned the trip and I stopped in Asheville, Knoxville and, mm-hmm. and Cookville and back to Murfreesboro. But that's what, that is the biggest adjustment about driving an EV, especially if you want to use your EV for road trips. Mm-hmm. Now, some folks buy EVs and they live, you know, they live locally. They, they don't travel. They refuse to take EVs on long road trips. And so right. I can understand that. But you have to adjust on long road trips. I guess it probably adds 30 minutes, 30, 40 minutes to a trip. Okay. And so you have to plan accordingly. Uh, one of the things that I've noticed over the last six to eight months, 
When I bought my Mach-E in 2021, I'd stop at Electrify America and I'd be by myself, maybe another vehicle. Now when I stop at Electrify America, all the slots are taken. Mm. You sometimes wait. Um, you know, I think they're being pushed right now on that infrastructure. So Electrify America has been failing some. Right. Uh, I had that when I stopped in Knoxville during the holiday season when I was traveling. Uh, but overall, it's been a good experience. Uh, mm -hmm. I expected that with the EV adoption rate going up each year. I expected that I would run into more folks. Mm -hmm. I, I, was I was just curious along the surprise thing. I, I know you're a tech person too. Mm -hmm. um, and I know that the Mustang has an app. Not all of the EVs have it. How yes. often do you use the app? Can, can you do trip planning with the app or is it more of a status? What, what do you find yourself using it or do you use it at all? Oh, I use it every day. Okay. Uh, yes, Ford, that's been an adventure. Ford is getting better. Again, I have to always remind myself, I was an early adopter. Mm -hmm. If you think about the 70s, you know, I'm old enough that I grew up in the 70s. And I remember when Toyotas and Hondas came out and people laughed at them. And then we got into the 80s and 90s and they stole the market. Mm -hmm. In a lot of ways, that's where we are with EVs. This was the first generation. There are going to be some headaches. This is Ford's first attempt at an EV. So therefore, I felt some of that pain, especially from an app perspective. Tesla's mm -hmm. got that down. Mm -hmm. Ford wanted to do what they did. Now, they're getting there. They've made a lot of updates to the app. But I use my, I don't carry a key fob. I use my phone huh. to lock and unlock my vehicle. Huh. And so I, I use the app every day. Um, I can precondition my car. I use the app to do that. I can, mm -hmm. when I'm at work and it was really cold a couple weeks ago, when I got to my car, it's preconditioned. It was warm because I did it right there for my app upstairs in my office. No mm -hmm. matter where I am, I can use that app. So I give them credit there. They've come a long ways with their app. I believe in using that technology. I don't want to carry a key. Yeah. Now, does that mean when I go on long road trips, I take my key fob because <laughs> I don't want to be stranded somewhere and have to yeah. get a tow and don't have a key fob. Uh, but I, I hardly ever carry mm. a key. Huh, that's cool. That's cool. So of these 44,000 miles you've, you have accumulated, I'm, mm. I'm sure a lot of that is trips. Yes. So it, yes. do you have any tips for people out there? I mean, do, when you, when you are going on a trip, I mean, you're just like, I'm gonna wing it, or I'm just gonna jump in my car and see when the next charging station is, or do you really sit down and plan it out? I mean, what is your process when you're taking these trips? And, and what yes. is the length of the trip? Like, what? how long yeah. is this drive? Well, I never wing it. If you're gonna drive an EV, do not wing it. Right. <laughs> words to live by. <laughs> yes, words to live by. Don't wing it. Yeah. Plan your trip. Now, I will say, because I've taken so many road trips, and a lot of them have been repeat road trips, I don't have to plan as often because I know where the charges are. Right. But if I'm going to, like when I went to St. Louis, the first time I drove to St. Louis, I planned that trip. I looked at where I thought I would have to charge. I also looked at plug share and I looked at apps that tell me, yeah, these charges are reliable, these are not. So I'm sort of thinking ahead, I'm not gonna go there because I don't wanna get stranded. Mm -hmm. I can utilize, utilize uh, Apple. Apple, you know, CarPlay is great as far as planning EV trips. Google needs to get there. Uh, of course, Ford has its own system. I will admit, Ford needs to work on that system because it's come a long way. But initially, when I took one of my trips to Lexington, I depended on if I had listened to Ford, I would have been stranded and needed a tow. Instead, I did my own planning and I realized, no, Ford, you're not right. I need to go here and it saved me some time. But you have to plan. Right. Uh, another thing you have to be willing to do is realize that when you travel long distances with EVs, 
especially mine, I didn't get the extended range battery. Mm -hmm. And so I always have to add at least 35, 40 minutes extra on my trips. Mm -hmm. Now, I've gotten used to it because it allows me to stretch my 59-year-old knees <laughs> and, and walk around. Um, and so that's helpful. It gives me a chance to... I don't drive nearly as distracted. Why? Because I know that when I charge, I can answer emails. Mm -hmm. I could make send people texts. So I'm not as distracted when I'm driving, which is even better and safer. Yeah. Uh, but you have to get used to the fact that your trips will be extended. So if you're one of those folks who always will rush from point A to point B mm -hmm. on a trip, a vacation, then EVs are going to frustrate you. Right. But if you can deal with the fact that it becomes a, a destination journey, then mm -hmm. you'll be okay. Just the, the joy of driving. The joy of driving, right. especially an EV. It's yeah. just the joy of driving. And my wife loves going on road trips in an EV yeah. because she says she gets to spend more time with me. Now, who would have thought that? If I go on an EV trip with you, I see you more often. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey. Well, you there you know? go. There, there you go. go. Well, so um, you, you've had you know, the EV for a while. You've mm -hmm. been through all the seasons and a few of the seasons more than once. Yeah. So one thing we've heard is recently um, mm -hmm. we had a member talk to us about they were surprised at how the cold weather would drain the battery life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So could you talk to us a little bit about the seasonal driving? You yeah. know, how is it when it was really, really hot mm -hmm. versus really, really cold versus the shoulder months where it's just nice and pleasant. Mm -hmm. So tell, tell us a little bit about your experiences with that. That is so true. Driving in, in the winter in EVs, you have to make an adjustment. You just have to. Mm -hmm. It's just no way around it. Um, what people forget with EVs is that every single thing you do in that car can drain that battery. Right. Everything from windshield wipers to music to everything you do affects mm -hmm. your range. And so with EV, uh, but folks use cold weather driving as a criticism for EVs. They don't realize it also affects gas vehicles as well. Mm -hmm. It's just that it affects them differently and, and the way they utilize the, you know, the waste and everything, it warms. Right. And so they forget that. But if right. they look at the research, it shows they get less range in the winter with gas vehicles as well. It's just that you don't feel it as much because everything you do in an EV is affected affecting the range of your battery, but yeah. your, the range does go down and you have to learn to adjust. I, I went to Memphis on a road trip in January last mm -hmm. year. And when I left on that Friday, it was 55, 60 degrees here. I made it all the way to Jackson, no problem. Probably could have made it to Memphis. The next day coming back, it was 25 degrees. Mm -hmm. I had to stop in Jackson. I just got to Franklin and had to uh, recharge in Franklin and electrify America and then come home. Yeah. And so you have to learn to adjust in winter driving. Now, right. it's not bad. Uh, it didn't take much adjusting. It just meant I had to make one additional stop. Yeah. So it's just getting used to it. Mm. Mm. Uh, you know, we have a question here about what, knowing what you know now, would you go back and purchase a, an EV and purchase the same one? I think I already know the answer to that. So I'm gonna mm -hmm. twist it just a little bit. Okay. Let's say you decide you're going to sell white chocolate. Yes. And you're going to, what are you going to do next? Are you going to buy another EV? What, what kind? And mm -hmm. one, one thing that's interesting to me about EV owners is that they are constant learners. Yes. So I know you've been through all the forums. I know mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're always sending me interesting stuff. I know you have learned a lot. What, what, what do you do if you decide to sell? That's a great question. I would get another EV. 
Okay. I would do that because I really enjoy driving EVs. So I would do that. But you're right. There are so many new choices out there. And now that I've had one for this long, I'd probably look at one. I want a better, uh, quicker, faster charging. Okay. So the Ionic 5, the EV6, you know, a lot of those, they do that better than the Mach-E. Mm. But there's one thing that Mach-E does, I think, better than those. Okay. For me, mm-hmm. I like the design better, uh, the roominess. And for, believe it or not, for me, it's not for everybody, but I love a front because yeah. I'm messy. I play tennis, <laughs> and when I go to gym, I can throw dirty stuff in that front, and you never notice it when looking in my car. Sure. It looks clean because the, the, the mess is in the front. So I like a front. So I still want a vehicle with a front. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, there are all kinds of and, choices. And for those of that, that are not EV owners and may mm. not know, you're, mm. you're talking about where the engine would have been. That's right. In the front a of the car. front yeah. trunk yeah, yeah, where, yeah. The in, mm-hmm. where the engine would be. There's no engine because there's motors, and mm-hmm. I have space there. Uh, but I would definitely get an EV, and I probably would still consider the Mach-E one of my first or second choices okay. because of that, because I really enjoy it. They're getting better, but I just, I wouldn't buy a new one again hmm. because I've always just bought uh, used vehicles. Right. I think by the time I replace white chocolate, there will be lots of options with good used EVs, and that's probably the route I would go versus okay. something that's brand new. Okay. One last quick question. Uh, You've given us a lot of tips already for folks that are looking to purchase an EV, but also people who are looking to drive an EV. There's mm-hmm. one tip you shared with me in the past about cold weather driving, and it had to do with this, using the steering wheel, heated steering wheel, and the heated seat. Mm-hmm. Will you tell us a little bit about what you do to kind of extend your range in the cold weather? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Because think about it when you drive and in the cold. What gets cold the quickest and the fastest? It's your legs on a cold seat or that steering wheel that's getting really cold and everything. So what I've noticed for me, anyone who knows me knows that I will wear my toboggan <laughs> until April. And so I, I don't believe in getting cold. I'm tropical. So what I've learned is that if I turn on my heated seats to the max and my heated steering wheel, I could still drive when temperatures are probably in their 40s, low 40s, and never have to turn on my heat. Mm-hmm. Uh, or if I turn it on, it's like, 69 uh, you know at the first uh you have three settings i'll put it on setting one Mm -hmm. now when it gets in the 30s i'm not going to be cold i'm not driving around being cold i'm going to be warm (laughs) right and so i'll kick that on but i can i can say for me i can turn on heated seats and heated steering wheel and be warm enough at least in the in in the 40s easily for me and that's saying something for me because i'm going to burn it up yeah so thanks for being with us today, Robert. I think this has been very, very informative, a lot of good information. Um, if any of our members out there have any more questions for Robert about the Maki or EVs or for Brandon or, or any of us, email us at evcarclub at mte.com and we will get, to, get you the answers you need. Um, for more information on MTE's Drive EV programs or the EV Car Club, please visit us at driveev.com. And until next time, plug in, power up, and drive safe. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a review. Also, we would love to hear from you. If you have any ideas of topics you would like for us to discuss, please email us at driveev at mte.com. Thanks for listening.